Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to How To Money, a financial education podcast for young Australians aimed at opening up the conversation around money. In each episode, your host, Kate Campbell, brings in a variety of guests to explore everything from buying shares to starting your own business, all with the aim of kickstarting your personal finance journey. Just a quick reminder that everything we cover in this podcast is for financial education purposes only, and we are not giving you any advice. If you do want advice, please seek the help of a qualified and competent professional and do some research. Remember, it's your money, so take control. This episode was kindly supported by eTax Accountants, Australia's favourite online tax agent. eTax is a company that I've personally used for the last few years to complete my tax returns online with live assistance from qualified accountants and definitely no chatbots in sight. Some of their unique features include a live tax refund calculator and deduction tips based on your job to help boost your tax return. So sort out your taxes today by heading to etax.com.au. All right, Ben, thank you so much for joining me on the How To Money podcast today. No, thank you so much for having me, Kate. Now, I wanted to get you onto the show because you started a company that's actually a great tool for young people to actually unlock some of the sort of cash flow in their spare items lying around. So I thought that'd be really interesting to learn a bit more about how it works and uh, how young people can also use it. Yeah, awesome. So the platform that I've founded is called Gecko, and it's a rental marketplace for everyday items. So what we look to to do is help millennials and really everyday Aussies just make extra cash off their items in their home that are just sort of gathering dust. And, you know, everyone's got that bit of clutter in their home and we, we just try and look to, you know, give that temporarily to someone else and hopefully they can make the most of it. And I know I've just had a look at your platform and people are putting things like stereos and party costumes, stuff that you're not actually using every day, but someone might need for an event. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, GoPros, cameras, speakers, dresses, tents, they're all really common when using the platform. And I know myself, I've got a GoPro that I've used once. <laughs> so I thought, you know, oh, this would be perfect to, you know, put on the platform so that people, you know, who want to go over to Bali or down the coast with some mates who can't afford, you know, a GoPro because they, they can be, you know, 500 bucks. Mm. But, you know, just renting one out for a week for, you know, $30 is so so much more manageable, especially for millennials and the high cost of living in Sydney. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So how does it work? Can anyone just upload an item onto the platform they have and just see if someone's interested in renting it? 
Yeah, absolutely. So if you have, you know, any of those sort of items, we usually have categories in which you can sort of say, okay, so I've got a dress, you know, put it into clothes and accessories. So it just makes it easier for the borrower to pretty much just say, hey, yeah, I'm looking for a dress because I'm going to the races. And they can, you know, just click on that. Obviously, you will be in charge of the price and all that sort of thing. So yes, that's how you're able to, I guess, make the most of it. And all the transactions are handled through the platform, so no cash. Yeah, yeah. So it's all done through the platform. So we have a payment gateway system called Stripe, which is really common among a lot of startups, particularly nowadays. And they're incredibly secure and they're, yeah, really great to work with as well. So everything's done through that to make sure that, you know, your payment and everything is as secure as possible as obviously that can be a real big concern when you're lending out your items, that security aspect. Mm. So we just wanted to make sure that we could really get on top of that. And are you going to have a rating system for sort of buyers and renters like um, Airbnb and all those sort of companies? Yeah, it was a really good idea. I think that, you know, the likes of Airbnb, Uber and Airtask, I thought of that two-way rating system. So the sort of security measure Mm. that we try and implement is number one, yeah, two-way rating system, a vetting sort of system as well, just to make sure that, you know, you don't have people who, you know, want to, you know, take advantage of the platform. I think that sort of bit is really important just to make sure that, yeah, everyone who's on the platform, you know, you have all their sort of details to just be able to follow up with them if something does happen. Mm. As well as that, we have bond in place. And as well, everything's done through Stripe. So similar to Uber, if you were to vomit in an Uber, you know, obviously accidents can happen when people are lending out items. Mm. We wanted to do is think, okay, you know, how does Uber sort of incorporate this? And it's all done through Stripe. So we're able to, okay, you know, this is going to cost a little bit extra for you. Just come to an agreement, you know, ask the lender, okay, how much is this going to cost? Because obviously every situation is different make sure that, you know, both parties are happy, but more in particular, the lender. And uh, yes, that's the main thing that we focus on. Yeah. So there is some protection if someone runs away of your $500 GoPro. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's definitely one of the most important thing. I know we get a lot of Q&As and I'd say that one probably comes up the most, that sort of security aspect. So I think Mm. another thing just in entrepreneurship in general, it's so important to get as close to your customers as possible. So we sort of took this on board and thought, okay, this seems to be a really big concern. How can we put measures in place through our platform to make sure that this is all done? Mm, Absolutely. And I think that's definitely important. And I think the sharing economy is such a great way for young Aussies to make some extra cash on the side, especially from things laying around the house they're not using or if they've got some extra time driving Uber and stuff like that. So how do you think young Aussies can take advantage of all these opportunities to make some more cash on the side? Yeah, I think the shared economy itself is just a really brilliant idea. I mean, there's the environmental side of it. But I think Mm. in terms of how millennials or everyday Aussies can sort of, you know, make the most of it, it's just always being open to new opportunities, I guess. I mean, startups in the most case are looking to solve pain points and problems for you. So I think instead of looking for, I guess, the negatives, it's just always being, you know, open to this. You know, in the most case, sharing economy platforms have really good intentions. So I think having an open mind as well as actively looking for different ways at making extra cash, you know, it just can't go astray. Mm, Absolutely. And I think companies like Uber, because I personally don't really enjoy driving. I mean, I'm happy to pay someone who enjoys driving in the most part to actually take that job off my hands. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Uber itself is a really brilliant idea of just, as well as that, I know a lot of people when they're on their way to work, actually, yeah, pick up people as like a sort of carpool, which I think is brilliant. You know, it, it saves oh, yeah, yeah. not only time, but it's just great for the environment. Probably one of the biggest things about the sharing economy is actually that it helps us to reduce our environmental impact. And I think definitely with Airbnb, I mean, instead of having to stay at a hotel where I think they uh, use a lot of energy and electricity where you could just stay in someone's spare room that they're already paying for all the electricity and everything. And uh, definitely Uber, if you're, especially Uber pool, I think that definitely reduces the number of cars in the road, especially. Yeah, yeah. I know Airbnb, yeah, they save a lot of energy and water alone. You know, I think it's brilliant, the stuff that they're doing. And as we've spoken about Uber, how you've got that sort of carpooling route to do things. But yeah, even Gecko, you know, we're all about, you know, reducing waste through, you know, that reuse of materials. So yeah, I think the sharing economy definitely does its part on making a difference to the current climate crisis that we're in. Absolutely. And I think maybe one of the unintended sort of benefits of all these platforms available and probably Gecko as well is you actually get to meet more people in your community because you're hopping in a car with them, staying in their house, you're maybe going to their house to rent an item. So it actually, you probably start having conversations with people you'd probably never meet any other way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I always ask, like, you know, my Uber driver, I think the classic thing is, oh, where are you from? You know, like all that mm. sort of thing. Is, it's quite funny. Like, I know there's been a few memes about it, but I do really like it. I think it's great because I personally, I mean, I went to India in December and it's really good because I know I've had a few Uber drivers that are from India and I said, oh, yeah, by the way, I went to Dharamshala. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, I live, you know, a few kilometers away from there. And it's like, oh, my goodness, you know. And I know before I even went, I got a few sort of different little tips and tricks on, you know, different things that I should see and all that, which really, you know, makes a difference. And I think that sense of community is incredible. Mm, So it's almost because technology was sort of taking away the community for a while with social media. It was all becoming online and we weren't talking face to face. But I think the sharing economy is actually starting to bring that face to face human interaction back in. Yeah, I think as well, cities, it's different. Like it's not like country towns where everyone knows everyone and it's you know a lot more Mm. welcoming like in cities I feel because there's so many people you sort of just sort of hang around family and friends I mean in my case I think I don't really know my next door neighbors or anything like that I mean it's less of a sense of actual community which I think yeah we do try Mm. and incorporate who knows you might have some very interesting stories with your company going forward of people striking up friendships while renting items from each other Yeah, definitely. I think that'd be so exciting to see that sort of thing. I'd love that. Now, one of the interesting things that we were talking about offline is actually the way you started the company and you're still at university and doing all of that at the same time. So I thought it'd be really interesting to talk about a little bit about how you ended up starting a company, why you were still at uni. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. If you asked me when I sort of graduated from school that I would, you know, be, you know, running a company or start one at the age of, you know, 18. I would have told you you're crazy, you know, but I thought, okay, so when I was about 16 years old, I realized that I wanted to become an entrepreneur. I think it was in year 11 where, you know, both my parents who are great role models, they're both quite successful entrepreneurs. So my dad owns a financial services business and my mom had a catering business that was on the Sydney waterfront. Yeah, I guess I was always sort of accustomed to it. Mm. And thought, okay, you know, this could be really great. And I know my dad, he, he personally, he changes a lot of lives through, you know, financial services where, you know, he's, we've had some instances, some 
really bad instances of you know insurance companies not wanting to pay out his clients and he really worked his butt off to make sure that you know they got reimbursed for that so i think mm-hmm. um growing up in that sort of environment definitely helped but yeah i guess i personally study entrepreneurship at uni and i was in new zealand i remember and I just sort of noticed this problem while I was talking to my cousin and how it went was I said, oh, you know, Lenan, where am I sleeping tonight? As I thought that was an important question to ask and because I knew my mum had an air room, but I wasn't too sure where I was sleeping. And she goes, oh, you know, I borrowed an air mattress from, you know, like down the road. And I thought, oh, brilliant. What, what would have happened if you didn't? And she would have said, oh, you know, I would have bought one, which I thought incredible waste of materials because she only would have got one used Yeah. It just got me thinking and I just came back from Falls Festival and I thought, how brilliant would it have been if I could, you know, rent out a tent, I could have rented out, you know, a marquee, you know, there was all these different items that we needed at Falls that we could have just rented out, but we ended up, you know, having to pay, you know, a whole bunch of money for it. So I thought, okay, you know, Mm. it just got me thinking. And then I noticed that, yeah, there was this problem with, you know, millennials and, you know, their finances as well as, um, you know, people wanting to borrow these items that are definitely available. So once I sort of noticed that problem, I started thinking, you know, a bit more about, you know, the solution and how we can sort of go about it. And then, uh, yeah, so I was studying entrepreneurship at the time. I asked for a lot of advice because I didn't really know what I was doing. So yeah, then I just sort of just gradually got to the point where, it's just all about learning and just trying to you know, improve yourself. So yeah, that's pretty much how I got started. Mm, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs that I've spoken to and read about, they, their business is sparked by just sort of a simple question or problem they face in their life. Like, why can't I rent an air mattress from someone in my local community and not have to buy one myself? I mean, we've probably all got a tent lying around the garage we're not using. Yeah, absolutely. I think The most important thing is just really understanding your problem. I think that is probably what gets overlooked the most when it comes to businesses and whatnot. I think, yeah, definitely really knowing your problem and what you're solving is probably Mm -hmm. like the most important thing that you're doing. And then from that, you're able to reach out to, you know, who you think customers are and try and validate that. Mm, And making sure it's a problem that other people have as well, not just you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so what are some of the challenges you've faced being a young entrepreneur, especially at university? To an extent, the lack of experience can somewhat be to your detriment. I know, for example, I have quite a few mentors that really helped me out. I remember one said, oh, you know, you should try A-B testing a Facebook ad. And I thought, oh, okay, you know, A-B test a Facebook ad. But no, it's very difficult to do that sort of thing, especially when you haven't done it before. So, Mm. you know, I like that was just an example of, you know, sometimes people will give you, you know, this little bit of advice, but boy, you need to really have a great understanding of what you're doing. Because I know personally, I put in quite a lot of money into those Facebook ads and the cost per conversion wasn't amazing, Mm. but it was really great learning experience from it all because then you're able to, okay, this is something that people aren't really responding to. So yeah, I think that side of things is... um, yeah, it can make it a little bit challenging. Mm, and probably jumping right into the deep end, you're really forced to try and you have to figure out digital marketing, you have to figure out payment systems, websites and all that sort of stuff. And you probably learn a lot more than you probably do anywhere else by just trying to make a company work. Absolutely. I know I had an internship as an auditor at a mid-tier accounting firm 
And it was a brilliant experience. However, I have learned so much more just doing my own thing than when I was working at the firm. I know, especially when you're a junior, it's also, you know, there's that sense that you're doing a little bit more of the photocopying and the admin stuff, which there is things that, you know, is really, there's lessons from that, which are definitely great to take on board. But at the same time, I'm learning a lot more doing this. Mm, I always think it's great for young people, especially uni grads, to actually go and work at a startup. It might not be a big four bank or accounting firm, but you learn so much by just jumping in because you end up doing a bit of every single role and actually really working out what kind of jobs there are out there and building on all sorts of skill sets because you're really forced to take ownership and learn things on your own. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I think startups is really brilliant as well as that you can actually see the difference that you personally are making to the company which I think is mm-hmm. awesome, which, you, yeah, you don't really see if you're at a big four firm, you know, that the actual, okay, what you did made this difference. You know what I yeah. mean? So I think at a startup is definitely the best place to have internships. But at the same time, you know, some people are built for that big four sort of life. So I don't discourage it. It just depends on the person. Yeah, absolutely. And there are definitely pros and cons for both sides. And I've tried both and I've learned a lot from both as well, because larger companies have a lot more resources generally and people to learn from. But um, there's just as much you can learn from a startup as well. Yeah, exactly. So what advice would you give to any other young Aussies that might be looking to start up a new venture? <laughs> well, um, yeah. How long have we got? We've got... <laughs> <laughs> I can definitely go on about, you know, a whole bunch of different advice. And I always welcome, you know, if anyone does need advice because they're thinking about starting their own startup, please reach out. I love chatting about this sort of thing. So I think one of the most important assets that a person can have is self-awareness. Like I might not be the smartest person in the room, but I know my self-awareness is definitely above average when it comes to everything. So I know personally, when I was in high school, I had my head around human resources I had my head around marketing. I had my head around, you know, operations because once you're in a business, you get that understanding. But the one thing that I sort of struggled with a little bit was that finance side. So mm. what I did was I went and got a job at accounting. So I think that side of things, having that self-awareness of what you're good at and what your weaknesses are and just really saying, okay, I have this weakness and then having the drive to do something about it. Mm. That's one aspect. Another one is just making sure that you're as humble as possible because there's going to be a million people that think your idea is absolute rubbish. You know, it mm-hmm. happens. There's going to be, I've been told personally that your idea won't work. You know, people have tried it before and whatnot. And, you know, a whole bunch of people were saying that to Bill Gates. A whole bunch of people would have been saying that mm-hmm. to Elon Musk. That's how it is. And everyone's entitled to their own opinion. But I think, you know, having the humility to say, you know, just take on board the great advice, but then, you know, also, listening in and saying, okay, you know, I don't 100% agree with that. That side of things is really important. And in most cases, people do try and help you. So don't really take that as, you know, oh, that, that offends me or something like that. I think, yeah, it's just really important to just be humble and go, okay, you know, I'm going to take that on board and they're going to do that to help me improve my business. So yeah, that's definitely another bit of advice. I think asking for help is so important, especially in this current climate that we're in. I know I've got a ton of, uh, oh, sorry, I was in a hackathon and I was one of the mentors for it on Wednesday. And there are a whole bunch of people that were there. And to be honest, I was quite bored. No one would ask and pretty much say, you know, oh, I might need a little bit of help. Don't be afraid to ask for help. There's people that have done it before. And sometimes 
they're not going to know the answers. But I'd say, you know, it's great to just sort of say, okay, you know, what have you done? And, you know, how can I sort of incorporate that into, you know, the lessons that you've learned? So I think Mm. asking for help or advice, that's the way I sort of say, I've got a big, you know, advice column in my gecko folder just to make sure that, okay, you know, this idea was really great. We'll give this one a go and maybe, you know, we'll see how we go with this one down the bottom. But yeah, I think I help and having that advice. And most people really want to share the stories they've had and the lessons they've learned along their journey and they're just waiting for you to ask really. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Another, sorry, another bit of advice I'd also give is just knowing your problem and then knowing why you're doing it as well. Mm. I know Simon Sinek had this great talk about knowing your why and I think it is so important because I gave the example of the Wright brothers and there was this other bloke who was trying to, you know, create flight and all that, but I can't even remember his name. Because the main reason that he was trying to do it was because he was trying to get fame and fortune, whereas the Wright Mm. brothers wanted to create flight. They didn't really care about all that other stuff. And that's the name that pops at the top of my head nowadays. You know, Don't do it for fame and fortune, because if that's the reason why you want to do entrepreneurship, then it's not for you. I think, you know, just focusing on your customer. I know Bezos is, he's huge on, you know, really focusing in on your customer. And um, yeah, it really works well for him. So I think, yeah, it's a really important thing to have. Mm, and knowing your why gets you through all the shitty bits of the job as well that you don't want to do, but um, you know the, the bigger picture. So it gets you through all those bits. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. So if anyone wants to learn a bit more about Gecko and actually start using the platform themselves, where should they go? Yeah, so we launched about three weeks ago now. So we've got a, you know, a ton of listings on there at the moment. So we're uh, www.geckoonline.com.au. Feel free to uh, geck around us, pardon the pun. <laughs> Is that your tagline? <laughs> yeah, no, it's terrible. My friends tell me not to say that, but I love it. So <laughs> It's the working tagline at the moment. It might be improved upon. <laughs> That's it. As well as that, you know, we're on Facebook and Instagram. If you're just wanting to find out more information, I think that that's a really good way to, I guess, learn a little bit more about what we do. So our tag is Gecko Oz, Oz spelt A-U-S. That's definitely the best ways to just find out a little bit more about us. Yeah. And you're mostly in Sydney at the moment, are you? Or Yeah, I'd say in the most case, but we do have a few listings in Melbourne. We do have a few listings in Brisbane. We don't discriminate due to a geographic location. It's a great way for us to learn about places that are really interested in this sort of area. So if you are from Melbourne, we see, you know, a few more, you know, Melbourne listings, that's definitely where we'll look to expand to next. Mm, Absolutely. And I guess the first people on the platform have the best opportunity to make the cash first. Absolutely. Yeah, I I do. I actually (laughs) say that um, to my mates. And like, you do realize if you put this on, you are going to be the only person on the platform that has this. And um, it's definitely an incentive to get a few people on board, that's for sure. Mm, well, it'd be great to try it out a little bit and uh, make some money on the side. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Ben. No, thank you, Kate. I really appreciate it. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the How To Money Podcast. If you enjoyed this, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and send any questions our way via www.howtomoney.online. You can also catch us on Twitter and Instagram at HowToMoneyAUS and we'd love to hear from you. You've been listening to the How To Money Podcast.